welcome to the Bikers Church Midrand Podcast. It's great to have you join us for this week's episode. We hope that you find this valuable for your daily life. Welcome and thank you for joining us this morning. This morning's a special morning because this morning we get to regather for the very first time. So if you are gathering with us in-house, what a special moment. But for those of you watching online, uh, don't worry, we've not forgotten about you. We're not leaving you high and dry. Uh, We are going to be continuing with our online services for you to still be able to engage, especially if you're in a little town somewhere, uh, anywhere in the world, um, and, and this has been a great help to you during this time. Uh, We will be continuing with this and we are grateful that we are able to do it. Now, we're in a very interesting time of year here in sunny South Africa, um, where we've kind of reached the end of our winter. We've headed into spring and we're gonna be in summer really soon. Um, And it's, it's that time of year where, where the, the flowers are blossoming, the, the, the trees are budding, and uh, you know, we, we kind of get to play that game pollen or plague, especially during these times now where you've got a sniffle or you've got a sneeze or a cough and someone walks past you and it happens and you're like, mm, pollen or plague? Uh, you know, we don't know right now, do we? No, we don't really. Um, but that's what's really happening is that we're just seeing nature change all around us right now. And it's so beautiful to see. Now, recently we, we lost a dear friend. Um, our good friend, Wellington Quebecer, passed away a couple months ago. And um, man, Wellington took such pride and such joy in, in his gardens. Um, and it was incredible to just watch how he would nurture his garden. And in particular, like his pride and joy were the rose bushes. He absolutely loved the rose bushes and took such great care of these rose bushes. But I can remember it was around about this time of year, the very first time that he pruned the rose bushes. And I can remember arriving at work the next morning and as I as I walk into the office like the rose bushes are gone like there's nothing it, it, feel, it felt like there was nothing left like they were so severely pruned that we just had these little stubs of bushes left um, my response wasn't the important response the fascinating response was when my mom arrived because my mom loved these rose bushes too I can remember her arriving and just seeing what looked like desolate, arid um, garden (laughs) from what it was uh, and immediately called Wellington and was like interrogating the poor guy, like, where are the rose bushes? Like, what happened? You've taken far too much off. You shouldn't have taken so much off. Like, you know, this is just way too severe. And I can remember his response. He, he looked at her in such a loving and caring way. And he said, he, he looked at her and he said, just give it time. Just give it 
It might look severe. It might feel severe. It might feel like I've cut too much off. It might feel like, like too much is gone. But it's going to be beautiful. Just give it time. You see, Wellington had a picture in his mind of what these rose bushes were going to look like and the potential that they had, uh, what, what they could eventually look like if they were just given the correct pruning during that season. And all it would take from there is for us to just be patient and to just give it time. And I think that his words just speak so beautifully into our lives during the the season that we've just come through and that we're heading into right now. You see, there's this moment where Jesus speaks into our relationship with Him. Last week we spoke into that connectedness with Jesus. We spoke into making sure that our connection with Jesus is tight. And, and really just talking about relationship. And, and, and there's this moment that, that John records in his gospel where he, he, he records the words of Jesus as he speaks into our relationship. And it's John chapter 15, verses 4 through 5. Here's what Jesus says about you and me and him. He says, Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. So he's like, if that connection is broken, if, if, if there isn't that connection that's needed, the growth that, that, that should be there won't happen. He says, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I'm the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. What he's saying is that our relationship, his relationship with me, my relationship with him, your relationship with him, that it, that it really is represented so beautifully through this vine and its branches, that he's this vine, we are these branches, and if if we're going to be strong and if we're going to grow to our full potential, uh, that we need to remain connected to him being the vine. And when the branch is connected to the vine, it is strong, it is vibrant, and it bears the fruit that it should. But when it's disconnected, it dries up and it dies. And ultimately, remaining connected is crucial to our growth. But there's something else that's just as crucial to our growth that Jesus points out to us at the top end of of this scripture in John chapter 15, just verse 1 and 2. Jesus says this, he says, I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener he cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit so man if there are areas in my life that 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 aren't producing fruit it's like he 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 cuts it away 
And he says, and he prunes the branches that do not bear fruit, so they will produce even more. What he's really saying there is that God comes and he, he gets rid of all the things that hinders our growth. That's what that pruning really is. That pruning is coming in and getting rid of all the things that, that, that may feel like it's just hindering the growth that should be happening. Now, we know pruning isn't fun. I mean, I, I don't see a gardener walking around with a lollipop doing the, the pruning. No, shears are involved. Like it, 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 it can be hurtful at times, and it's never a great process. But you see, when it comes to, to, to pruning, pruning is crucial in your life and in my life. Pruning has a purpose to it, and that purpose is growth. You may be in a place where you're going, Ramon, I get it. Pruning is crucial and it's there for my growth. And, you know, um, that's all really beautiful. But at the end of the day, it's been too severe. Like your mom was right. (laughs) You know, the pruning that's happened during this time, too much was taken. Too much was lost. Like it has been too severe. And as we think this, I honestly believe that just like Wellington, God would look at you and he'd look at me and he would say, just give it time. Just give it time. I know it hurt. I know it seemed severe. I know it felt like too much was taken, too much was lost. But you see, I've got this picture in mind of who you could be. I've got this picture in mind of who I created you to be. I've got this picture in mind of this this end person. And there is growth that's going to come. And there there is this beauty that's going to come if you are just willing to give it time. And I mean, let's not pretend that we haven't faced some rough stuff. We have. We've all faced it. We've all all faced things that have been severe. We've we've faced severe hurt. We've faced severe loss. You know, loss of work. Loss of income. Loss of, of relationships. Maybe the worst of all, loss of loved ones through death. This week I was in one of our life groups just talking to a friend and she was, she was talking about, the, about how, um, how her retrenchment felt like her new lockdown. And as she said, man, you know, retrenchment just feels like my new lockdown. I, I thought to myself, wow, how many folks are facing that right now? How many folks are facing this, this sense of, of fill in the blank <laughs> is my new lockdown, like retrenchment is my new lockdown, loss of income is my new lockdown, like this breakup that I've just gone through is my new lockdown, my divorce is my new 
lockdown and, and we can pretty much put in anything that we need to in there as we just face all kinds of stuff as a result of what's happened. And as a result, it leaves us in a place where you might have questions and, and you might have more questions than what you have answers. And as I consider these questions that we face, recently I've, I've been reading this book by, by um, Holocaust survivor Corey Ten Boom. Uh, the book's called The Hiding Place. And um, in her book, she, she describes this moment that she had with her dad where uh, she's traveled with him as a, as a very little girl. She traveled with him, he was a watchmaker, um, and he'd gone to do some shopping. He'd taken a big bag with him, big suitcase, and he'd gone and bought all kinds of watch parts and all kinds of watches. Uh, filled this bag up and they were heading home on the train, uh, and this bag was exceptionally heavy. And as they're traveling home, um, her mind's racing and she'd heard of sex before, but in her mind, sex was gender, you know, it was male or female. Then she overheard a couple of conversations that kind of made her think, well, maybe there's more to this. So she asks her dad on the train trip home, you know, she just, she just kind of has the birds and bees questions with, with her dad. She's like, dad, where do babies come from? You know, and, um, and her dad goes and he, he pulls out this heavy bag pulls out this heavy bag and he, he, he puts it out in front of her. And, and here's how she describes what happens next. She says it this way. Will you carry it off the train, Corey? He said. I stood up and tugged at it. It was crammed with watches and spare parts as he'd purchased that morning. It's too heavy, I said. Yes, he said, and it would be a pretty poor father who would ask his little girl to carry such a load. It's the same way, Corey, with knowledge. Some knowledge is too heavy for children. When you are older and stronger, you can bear it. For now, you must trust me to carry it for you. What a beautiful description. You know, she goes on to, in the, later on in the book, to explain how her father's in a, in a prison during the Second World War. She's in a different prison during the Second World War. And news makes it to her that her father has died in, in prison. And as she's wrestling with these questions of why and how could this happen and, and, and just with the atrocities that they were facing at the time, her father's words come back to her. And, and, and here she is in her, in her mid-50s, um, remembering the words that her father spoke to her as a little girl. And, and it's like in that moment, her father's speaking to her just through the prompting of God and and. and it's like she's, she's recalling those words, just going, some knowledge is just too heavy to bear. So we need to entrust it to our loving Heavenly Father who will carry it for us until we are strong enough to carry it ourselves. And I just love the way 
that she described that because I believe it's so applicable to our lives. You see, God has been asking us to trust Him to, to carry the heavy stuff of life since the beginning. I think of Adam and Eve in the garden. God's like, there's this tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You don't have to go there. I'll carry it for you. Just trust me. I think of the, of the life of Abraham. I mean, coming back to Adam, like we know how that ended. You know, kind of been chasing after that our entire lives. And it just ended in literally a world of sin. I think of of the life of Abraham, where, where God says to Abraham, see the stars in the sky, <laughs> see the, the, the grains of, of sand in the seashore, like, like that's how many descendants you're going to have. And Abraham's like, Lord, I'm an old man, I'm old. And my wife, well, she's, well, she's well along in years. You know, he knew better than to call her old. Um, and, uh, and how's this even possible, Lord? How, how can us in our old age, how could this be possible? And, and God's like, those heavy things, they're not for you to carry. Trust me with it. I'll carry it for you. Think of Moses standing in front of that burning bush and God's like, here's what you're going to do. And he's like, Lord, I'm this stammering, stuttering fool. Like, How can I lead millions into their freedom, into the promise that you've given us. And God's like, I know it's heavy. Entrust it to me. I'll carry it for you. And like a wise father, God knows when the knowledge is just too heavy for us to carry. You see, God's not being deceptive with us when, when, when He doesn't give us the full explanation. No, in those moments, He's just carrying our burdens for us. You see, we see Jesus, God through Jesus, just come and invite us into that space where Jesus says to us, man, if you're carrying heavy stuff, Come to me, I'll, I'll give you rest. Come to me. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. And that's what God invites us into. A little earlier on in this, in this moment that, that, that John was recalling to us where Jesus was speaking to his disciples, in John chapter 14, he records Jesus saying this, to them, but also to us. He says this, he says, I'm leaving you with a gift. I'm leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. He's saying, man, if you look around you, there's nothing around you that can give you this one thing. Peace of heart, peace of mind, nothing. Everything around you is temporary, it's frail, it doesn't last. But hear me, entrust these things to me, these heavy things, give them to me. I'll carry them for you, trust me with it. And as you do, I'm going to give you this gift, man. I'm going to give you peace of mind 
and peace of heart. Uh, I wonder today, ladies and gentlemen, are you experiencing that peace of heart? Are you experiencing that peace of mind? No matter what's going on around us, are you experiencing that? If not, then what are the next steps that you need to take in order to get there? Maybe today you need to just, maybe you just need to trust that, that His pruning in your life, no, no matter how severe it may feel, that when given time, <laughs> that it'll produce this beautiful growth in you that He promises. Maybe you just need to entrust, entrust these heavy issues of life into the loving arms of your Father, knowing that He will carry it for you until you are strong enough to carry it yourself. So the pruning may seem severe. Trust Him. Just wait. It's going to be beautiful. And those heavy things in life that just seem too heavy to bear, entrust them to Him. He wants to carry it for you until you're strong enough to do it yourself. Will you trust Him today? I pray that you will. I pray that you will. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you, Lord, just for the truth of your word. Lord, we, we thank you for, for what you want to communicate into our hearts and our lives this morning, Lord. Father God, I thank you that, that, that you do not leave us hanging, that you do not leave us high and dry, Lord. But Father God, that we can trust you, that we can entrust the, the, the heavy questions of life, that we can entrust the, 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 the hurts, the pain, the things that we face that just feel like it's too severe, it's too much, that we can entrust it to you, knowing that as we trust you, as we place our trust in you, Lord, that you bring about the growth that is needed. Lord, that, that you bring about that peace of heart, that peace of mind, that nothing else in this world can give us, but that you give us freely as a gift. And today, Lord, I thank you that as lady, as, as men and women, just come and entrust these things to you, that you're faithful to take them, that you're faithful to journey with them. And Lord, that you are faithful to see the process through so that we can grow into that picture of the person that you created and intended us to be. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. May we love in such a way that when the world around us looks at us, that we are just an accurate representation of your son, Jesus. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, as we've been ending off the last couple of times, we've just been giving you three questions to consider, three questions to keep the conversation going. Today is no different. The first question is, is there an area 
where the pruning has felt too severe. Second question is, has it left you with an unanswered question? Question number three is, what questions do you need to entrust into the care of your heavenly Father? Why don't you discuss that with the people in the room with you, discuss that with the people in your life group. Uh, we trust that this has been encouraging to you. We trust that this has been helpful to you in order to take your next steps in your faith journey. We love you. If you need to reach out, reach out to us on our social media platforms. Uh, other than that, trust you have a great week. We look forward to seeing you next week. We love you. Cheers. We trust that you found this message valuable. For more information on who we are or how you can get involved, please check out our website at bikerschurchmidrand.co.za or connect with us through social media on Facebook or Instagram. Beyond that, have a great day.